Hello. Before we get started with the actual episode, we had an exciting announcement we wanted to share with all of our listeners. So our 100th episode is coming up. And so to celebrate, we came up with a great idea. Mark, tell them what it is. (laughs) Well, we want you to be a part of it. And by that, we mean we want one of our listeners to be the guests and pick the movie. So how are we going to do that? Classic, old-fashioned, what is this, the 1950s uh, (laughs) elementary school student and essay contest. That's right. Email us at 20queens, T-W-O-oldqueens at gmail.com and let us know what movie you would like to bring to the podcast and why you think it will, you know, has a good chance of being at least in what, the top 10, maybe top top 20? And maybe like kick uh, strictly strictly ballroom in the teeth. So send us an email uh, letting us know what movie you would like to bring in and why. And we will we'll pick the winner. And then you get to be on the guest on the show. Come up with a category to add to the wheel. Which maybe become canon one day. Who knows? Isn't it enough that you just got to be on the show, though? Seriously, <laughs> how much more do you need? OK, we're, we're, we'll be honored to have you. So send yes. us an email <laughs> and now on to the show. One is Mark and John's the other. They're just friends. They are not lovers. It's two old queens. It's two old queens. They're just sassy, not that mean. Two old queens. It's two old queens. Now shut up. Hello. Welcome to Two Old Queens. I'm John Flynn. I'm Mark Rennie. Mark, I am so excited about our guest this week. Please let everyone know who is joining us. He's an actor and writer. You know him from the shows Red Oaks and Mixed Dish, and he's also host of the podcast What's That From? It's Nate Smith. Hello. Okay. Sounds like a big bopper nice. almost. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that baritone. Is it? I love every time you guys listen to the beginning of your uh, podcast. I I am reminded of that one little phrase in the opening number of Book of Mormon. Um, oh, how- there is a hello. Hello is the name of the yeah. song. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hello, <laughs> baby. And then they everybody does a twist. That's that musical, right? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. About the day the music died. I think that's what the Book of Mormon is. I uh, don't know. I've never seen it. I've seen it twice. I've seen it twice. So have I. Once with you. That's right. Wait, yeah. did we see, we did see it together. We did the, see it once together. The Pantages. Pantages. Oh, yeah. that's And fun. then I saw it in New York where he had to stand in the back row, you know, it was like a standby ticket. I got gotcha. to see it in a, like one of those magic New York opportunities. Like you happen to be walking by an apartment and the doorman said, hey, you happen to, you're not looking for an apartment, are you? And there's one available and you <laughs> needed one and you move in and all of a sudden it's rent controlled, that kind of situation. It was like wow. we were gifted tickets to sit and we sat behind like Kira Sedgwick. Like it was like crazy. <laughs> How is the closer? it? Um, yeah. And we were like 20 rows from the front and it was free. And it was, you know, at the time were $400 or something, you know, uh, and it was very fun. I saw the musical, the civil war much Ooh. the same way, which was very like, That's we were rough. like, it took me, I had never really seen like a real Broadway musical before. So it took you a while we, at first, like first 30 minutes, you're like these singers are amazing. But then <laughs> as it goes on, like, so it must be good if it's on Broadway, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? But then sure. as you watch it, when we saw like the, the battle scenes were just people walking in slow motion, well, like a strobe light went off. We're like, maybe this isn't good. I don't think this is good. It's not. It wasn't good. You're but the performers are amazing. So it's very confusing to an out of towner. That's yeah. <laughs> true. It's very well, tough. When you're the spectacle goes a long way. And then yeah. at a certain point, you sometimes are like, I'm watching something that's not good. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Um, well, thank you for having me. When you started <laughs> this you. podcast, I immediately asked John, when am I going to be on? And he said, listen, <laughs> sis, white guy, take your time. Mm-hmm. We'll take find a time. spot for you. 94 nice episodes later, you're on. <laughs> it be in the top 100, I promise you. <laughs> thank you. But now not, you are here. But not a special one like number 100. Just <laughs> no, well, no, not forgettable 94. <laughs> you are here in our annual series now of best supporting actress movies. Are you a fan of uh, films that have been nominated or won <laughs> best supporting actress? Like, do, do you like get a tickle from a best supporting actress nominee? I didn't until I knew you did this. <laughs> and then I thought, of course they do. That is the, the right category. And uh, thank you. I love I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about our supporting actress. We'll too, get to it because. <laughs> but yes. And it was a lot of fun to look at the list of nominees over the history of the Academy Awards because they're fun and weird and lots right. of movies I hadn't heard of just because someone must have had a performance that just snuck in, you know. Right. Um, yeah. The so, one that won for this year was like separate tables. I'm like, what the hell is separate tables? Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell. No. This was an Oscar. I think it was nominated in multiple categories. Yeah. There is no legacy to it. What a weird, weird. But that'll thing. happen to like you know our current. Like maybe there'll be a time when people are like, "What's a star What's is ha- born?" Yeah. What's this Hamilton? Yeah, I think <laughs> right. it's possible. I mean, it, movies are so much more accessible now. Like there's so many. You can you can right. find them, you know. So a star born a star is born is always going to be available. Forty years from now, it'll be at your fingertips if you wanted to watch it. But a lot of these movies, like you know, the Sundowners and Elmer Gantry and the Children's Hour <laughs> right. and the Roman Spring of Mrs. Stone, like I don't even know what I've never heard of them. I went to film school, <laughs> you know. Like I I, sh- I understand old Hollywood is a huge part of film school, obviously. Sure. But I don't know any of these movies. I don't know who directed. I don't know who's in them. Half the people nominated. I'm like, I don't know who this is. You know. Um, Do you like the Oscars generally? No. <laughs> Do you I watch hate them? award shows? No. Oh. I Have you not. ever been to an award show? Have I? Um, those like slam slam book in yearbook. Does that isn't that a thing? Like. Mo- was awarded best smile those kind of things oh like superlatives uh, <laughs> superlatives yeah that's what i think the oscars should be like most in you know most inspired like speech or sure. monologue in a movie oh you know I what would mean? Love like, that. so there's no nominees so, so nobody knows what's going to happen that's a great so no one even idea. knows the categories it's no one even knows just like if you're in a movie show up you know what i mean we'll do like <laughs> <laughs> what a good idea well that's going to be a logistical nightmare if you're in a movie show we'll up. get those people doing the vaccine distributions in charge wouldn't it be <laughs> great those- if it, if it was just someone we all trust if rupaul just ran this thing and it was just like she just picked the moments we were moved yeah, you know and, right. and you're awarded... just the top 20 moments of this year's in movies right yeah. someone who knocked it out of the park like that's an award they knocked it out of the park and it's like you know the grandma from minari Great. right you know what yeah. i don't know what it is you just get one of these statues Take it home, right. girl. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I love that like idea. If, if uh, what's his face is Paul Haggis's crash can win. Mm-hmm. Clearly, Oscars are meaningless and have no, you know, posterity. Funny story about crash. They take it less seriously. It, it was supposed to be uh, Moonlight. I don't know. Still. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> quite an Easter egg. Was... <laughs> no, I I always find that they're um, 
uh, simply put, I I'll get like a half hour in and I'll go, and I'll start to feel bad about myself. <laughs> and I'll think, I don't want to watch this anymore. Like in what way? Uh, it's both the the self congratulatory nature of it. Mm. It's really kind of icky feeling, and uh, there's so there's so, Hollywood celebrity is, are so up their own asses. It just is hard to to. Uh, right, when they talk about how important what they're doing yeah is. the celebration like that and knowing the the diversity of of uh movies that don't qualify is a disappointment and yeah um th that said there is something especially in uh in like the era we're going to talk about where i do feel like it's notable when a movie wins an academy award like you kind of remember performances and stuff and you say like yeah sure academy award for that you know <laughs> like it is uh, a special thing. But don't you thing. think there's also probably things that came out the same year, 50 years ago, that are probably great that weren't nominated? Certainly. You know, just Definitely. like 50 years from now, we're not going to remember. I I have gone to an award show, I must say. And I was right what there did, with you. One? Like, even going into <laughs> it, it was like the Creative Arts Emmys. is for, like, gay. And, like, we're like, we're not going to win. Who cares? Like, this is stupid. Let's just go have drinks and, like, have a fun right, time. Sure. That was our attitude. But then you're sitting in the audience and, like, everyone around you is winning something like you're like we were like by the makeup people for like drag race and they were getting up like every like 30 right. minutes so after a while you're like well that looks like fun yeah. i want to win, win something right. <laughs> winning awards is fun yeah yeah you're like what the hell but then like the ceremony was over and then you have a fun party afterwards that's you're describing a fun award show where there's drinks <laughs> and stuff so. you know like Sure. The the Academy Awards especially is aside from everything I said prior, I I do also think that they're just boring. Like it it it's rare to feel like you're getting a great evening of entertainment. Like yeah, I mean yeah. the Tonys is an exception because they'll like push that you know you're getting all these performances. You're all these musical stuff. performances yeah. that you're seeing. And It'd be fun if they had to like reenact scenes from the movies like live on stage. Which is a great idea and why don't they? <laughs> well, to that point, that's the best part of the Oscars is when you get like a montage of like, you know, somebody gets a Lifetime Achievement Award and you're like, oh, wow, they did a lot. They did a lot know? of great movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know. I got to look into this Steven Spielberg. Yes. <laughs> I always think of uh, when Peter O'Toole got a Lifetime Achievement Award because I don't think he ever won an Academy Award. Oh, and he came out and he was very Peter O'Toole, like slurry and blah, 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 blah you know, and he uh, he gave a very classy speech. It was fun and it was like tight and cool and also mm -hmm. like professional in his Peter O'Toole sort of way. And I was thinking like, that's the kind of Academy Awards I like, you know, like, right? A little boozy, but yes, classy. right. Where you see like Kirk Douglas accepting and being like both professional and funny and a smart ass at the same time. And it's sort of like, yeah, that's kind of there. I'm cool with that Hollywood, the mythical Hollywood, you know, when it comes to the present Hollywood. And it's like, you're still trying to maintain this myth that I have, I have come to completely undermine all of my self confidence if that myth is real. <laughs> Because that means every time I walk into a casting office, I got to have that magic thing, kid. You know, like, um, instead of just shipping away until I book a job. I mean, it's like, I can't abide by the myth anymore. It needs to be like, just, I just put in the time. Give me a job. For this many hours, you have to. Yeah. Can't you see the deck I built? Look at all the graphic design I did for this deck. That took hours. I don't know, Photoshop. <laughs> 
speaking of odd jobs <laughs> and like going through them today, nice. we're talking about the Oscar nominated anti-mame. John, what's the deal with anti-mame? Mark, let me tell you the deal with anti-mame. It was directed by Morton DaCosta off a screenplay by Betty Comden and Adolph Green. It was based on the novel of the same name by uh, Edward Everett Tanner III under the pseudonym Patrick Dennis, and also based on the stage play by Jerome Lawrence and Robert Irwin Lee. And it tells the story of Mame Dennis, a progressive and independent woman of the 1920s, who is left to care for her nephew Patrick after his wealthy father dies. Mr. Babcock, Patrick's assigned executor, objects to Mame's unconventional way of living and tries to force her to send Patrick to a prep school. Uh, as Mame and Patrick grow closer, Mr. Babcock threatens to separate the two if Mame does not comply with his wishes. The film stars Rosalind Russell, Forrest Tucker, uh, Carol Brown, Roger Smith, Peggy Cass, and G I guess it's Jan Hanslick. It was released on December 4th, 1958, and went on to earn $9.3 million, making it the second highest grossing film of 1958. And Bosley Crowther of the New York Times wrote, for all its absurd exaggerations and bland inconsistencies, this picture of a tireless party giver is a highly entertaining thing to see. It was nominated for six Academy Awards, including Best Picture, Best Actress, and Best Supporting Actress, but unfortunately went home empty-handed that night. And in 1996, a musical version of the story, titled simply Mame, appeared on Broadway and was eventually made into a film starring Lucille Ball, but luckily we are not discussing that movie. In 2016, screenwriter Annie Mumolo told Vanity Fair that she was working on a modern-day adaptation of the novel of the film with Tilda Swinton as Mame. Wow. And that is the deal with Auntie Mame. So Nate, we asked you to pick a movie that had been nominated or won Best Supporting Actress and you chose Anti-Mame. Why Anti-Mame? I uh, wanted to go with one that I had never seen oh. and uh, I wanted it to be old Hollywood. Uh, so not uh, contemporary in my lifetime. And I wanted it to be a comedy because I was, I was the most interested in watching one of those. Um, sure. And uh, I knew, I mean, I know this movie uh, and hadn't, even without having seen it. And I knew the camp factor was going to be extreme. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's not like I'm not thinking about the points. Sure. <laughs> sure, sure. Got your eyes on the point. So yeah. what did you think of it of your first time viewer? I really enjoyed it. It is uh, just a goofball farce. I don't Is it a farce? The category romp? Is it a romp? What is I wouldn't a... call it a farce because farce usually like builds on itself in a way that I don't think anti mame does. Okay, what is it's categorically so what is a farce? It's like what is episodic, almost like screwball in some way. Sure. Oh, yeah, screwball sounds right. Uh, a farce, like some of those early Marx Brothers things. I feel like farces the timeline is more contained. Okay. Like it's usually like tonight at the opera, this right. is happening, and all this stuff. Tonight like at the races is exactly. a farce. Yeah. Exactly. Noises off. Okay. And is a romp a thing? <laughs> Uh, I think I don't know if it's quite as uh, official or technical. But this okay. is, I don't know if that's a genre. Is, I feel like that's them. an experience. I don't know if that's a genre. I'm looking for something in a romp. I certainly had a romp. <laughs> a madcap or a zany romp. Yeah, there, that, it was one of those. I wanted to watch one of those, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I laughed out loud a bunch of times. Sure. Uh, it is. It was like a pleasure. It's. It's really. Um, it's kind of absent of plot in a lot of ways. And, and yeah. for that reason, it, it just was like, oh, this is just a fun movie. It's not meant to be anything more than it is, which is basically uh, a bunch of set pieces with an outstanding performer and lots of art direction and goof, goofy, fun things happen. And I mean, it may as well have been like 
she may as well have like tripped and fallen over the, they did trip and fall over this <laughs> over the couch Several like times. jack tripper in three's company <laughs> right? you know like it kind of was that vibe she never looked you can right draw a line from right? auntie main yes, to <laughs> suzanne summers <laughs> that's right and it uh the farce line is that what we determined i think it's <laughs> the romp line <laughs> the romp, line. romp. Madcap romp. It's a romper room. <laughs> so you liked it. I liked it. Did you, John? Well, let's find out, John. Okay. What did you? Th- what do you think of Anti Mame? I think it's a classic. I don't remember the first oh. time I've seen it, but I've seen it uh, several times. Definitely sections of it several times. I feel like I've seen that final scene with her and the and the Upsons multiple times. For some reason, it must have just been on like HBO or on TV a lot, and I just caught the end of it many times for some reason. I think it's great. I think I agree. It it is. It is, I mean, it's a little long, it's two and a half hours. It feels, it does feel more like a sketch show. Like there are ways in which you could probably take out some of those set pieces and it would still be fine with some slight changing of things, but it's just really fun. I think, you know, Ross and Russell's performance is so winning. It's so compelling and delightful in so many ways. And it's obviously like the fact that Lucille Ball saw this and said, oh, I want to do this makes sense. Totally. Because even though like she has so many like great lines she also does a lot of fun physical comedy stuff. So I think it's great. I think it's a classic. It was a uh, it was a delight to get to watch it again, and uh, revel in all the wonderfulness of it. How about you, Mark? What do you think of Anti Mame? Uh, I had seen it before, um, so I enjoy it. I do think it does like it peaks really early, then it kind of dips. Like the whole Georgia section, like really like slows down for me. But then the end, when you get to those wasps, yes, yes. <laughs> great. It's in like, I had to think Gloria is the Oscar nominee. Not, I think Mrs. Gooch is a little one note for me, personally. All right. But I, I think yeah. Gloria is like the the MVP, you know what I mean, <laughs> of the movie. Like, yes, Ros, a bit of the non-Rosalind Russell. Like, I think this waspy woman, anything she said was hilarious to me. I agree. Mrs. Gooch was like, I it's get great. it. You're like a frumpy lady. Yeah, we got it. And like, yeah. what are you doing with this? <laughs> Nothing. It's kind of one note the whole time. But it, it's funny she's good, that... but it's not like, I guess back then that was like, oh my God, a frumpy pregnant lady. Have you ever seen anything <laughs> so outrageous? She, won the, she also did it on stage and she won the Tony for it. Right. Well, the, I wasn't the, voting that year. That, no, sure. I, I had a feeling if I picked a comedy that it would be a tiny, tiny role that was just like shtick, which yeah, is right. exactly what it was. I don't know why, like th- there was there's some, I mean, it still happens occasionally where someone gets the supporting actor nod uh, for the nominee or whatever. And their role is like, they have 11 lines in the whole movie. Right. And it just, for, but it stands out like they just steal scenes, I guess. And what that, was it like, the woman it, in um, uh, All the President's Men who was like nominated for Best Supporting Actor? She's only in like one scene, I think. Right. Like she's like, there's maybe a the lot. I mean, Judy, Judy Dench was, no, I think she was the shortest. Was, didn't she have like less than eight minutes of screen time for Shakespeare in Love? Oh, that's, that's funny. funny. Is Shakespeare in Love funny? <laughs> I never saw it. <laughs> You're not missing okay. anything. It's fine. Um, but well, I, Nate, let's okay, great. get into it. As you may or may not know, but I suspect you do, we are looking for the gayest movies ever. And we have very complex and Byzantine scoring system in which to judge them. So we're going to go through a ton of categories. And at one point, you are going to come up with a category and it will be added, added to, to the, the week. week. 
deal. Does that mean anything right now? No, but it'll make sense when we get to it. So this is our current top five gayest movies ever with their percentage of how gay they are. So number five with an 86.92%, Death Becomes Her. Number four with an 89.70%, The Apple. Number three with an 89.81%, The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Number two with a 92.99%, The Bride and Frankenstein. And number one with a 94.83%, Female Trouble. Awesome. So if you had a guess right now, how well do you think Anti-Mame is going to do? I think it's going to do decently, uh, like top 20 for sure. Um, but uh, it's no female trouble, you know? <laughs> no, it's not. No, that is, you've never been more correct. <laughs> I mean, female trouble is like the one, is it the one with like, it's just painted backdrop flats for sets and yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Oh my God. So yes, yeah. loads of leopard print. It's that's a fun movie. It's ridiculous, but I, you know, so yeah. it goes. I love John Waters movies. I met him <laughs> so it goes. once. Oh yeah, yeah. what was you that did? like? Uh, it was really fun. I tried to be funny with him, and I he outfunnied me big time. And it, like, you know, when you meet a famous person, and you're like, check this out. I'm gonna <laughs> charm, <laughs> charm them, and then we're gonna be best friends. And it uh, did not work out that way. But it was um, <laughs> like he's just so much faster than me and you know and and witty and and fun um he, he was like he did like a talk thing and i got to uh shake hands mm. with him afterwards and bullshit for a few minutes and you know he wore like a i'm sure you've seen him in it a like a big pink fluffy blazer um that i feel i say that because i feel like i've seen him photographed in it like dozens of times and yeah. uh but the, it was awesome the talk the funny thing was if you've read any of his books the talk was like just right. like it was like just a tr truncated version of one of the books so like nah, all right sure. is, i guess it's fun to see him say tell these stories in person um, <laughs> <laughs> he's got to come up with new anecdotes well, every time i mean he uh, be workshopping his new ones uh i mean hey, i don't know when's the last john waters movie i don't know if he's still doing them I don't no. think they'll let them. <laughs> they won't There's let no them. money. And I think Netflix yeah. has to, if they have any gumption. He has this like Christmas, a, fan, a Christmas movie called Fruitcake. He has a cool. script for it, but apparently just no one wants to give him money <sighs> to make hard. it. It seems crazy. Come on, Netflix. You can do it. We need two knives yeah, out. I know, for a half a I mean, imagine how many you can make, dollars. you can make yeah, exactly. 50 John Waters and movies. You know, actors more. Are, are really would be love, love to do it. And he makes movies right. like he's old school. He makes movies like two takes, move on, you know, like, and and that's why his movies are the way they are. He's like a he's a Tyler Perry sort of filmmaker, like just knock it out, you know, like get it done and move right. on. That's what he talked about. He was like, it takes a year to write it, year to shoot it, year to promote it, and that was like the schedule. Um, and you're you know while you're doing one, you're doing the next, that kind of thing. Yeah, nice. efficient. All right, well, let's get into it. Our first group of categories are the canon categories. So for each of these, we're each going to give the score between zero and 100. Then we take the average of all three of our scores. So our first category, what would you give anti-mame on a scale of one, zero to 100 in actual gay characters? Oof, I don't think, no one was out and gay, which was a disappointment. I thought there would be for sure in her. Well, there are a couple, um, uh, ladies clad yes, in suits true there's definitely that and it's definitely like in the atmosphere i think if somehow thing. if it were written today without the it. patrick character would be gay probably well because yeah. the writer was right? and the uh i think the the acting school 
teacher, naked school teacher yes, would, sir, sure. yeah. would, you know, he'd be like, yes, hands, like you know what I mean? He's like, <laughs> it's probably in a polyamorous right. situation. Um, but there weren't exactly, it was kind of, I actually thought for sure there will be at least allusions to like someone's lifestyle. Well, it's implied because when Patrick is going through the list of words, he doesn't know one of them is heterosexual yeah. and who's going to say heterosexual, but it's a gay right. person. <laughs> I, you know, so I think it is implied that there are. Gay I wrote down a parties. couple of those words because I was like, I don't know what these words mean myself. <laughs> and one of them was like squiffed or something. And I, it means I think it means like drunk. They're all drinking related. Like there were ah, cocktails. Oh, there were weird is. like monkey feathers or something. And I was like, is that? And I, I was kind of hoping. I was like, are those gay allusions to something gay? <laughs> that means and, Christine. Yeah. That means. <laughs> um, and it wasn't. They're all just like Can't walk right. Got some cocktail or some drink or thing, gin based the cocktail, you know. Um, so there aren't a lot of gay characters. I mean, it's maybe Mr. Loomis, the department store manager. He seemed yeah, fuzzy, he very, very particular mustache. He did. He was very thin and put together. Ito, the housekeeper. Ito, yeah. possibly. We know nothing his, about him. Nothing about him. Devoted. He, he likes giggling. Giggle. He did giggle quite a bit. Another character, though, that like, I mean, in the birdcage, that character is is gay, right? It's it's <laughs> that's true, you know, <laughs> absolutely. So I'm gonna in Rebecca, just... <laughs> that character is gay. So I have to give it a number based on exclusively just on like atmosphere. You absolutely do. This should not be. Uh, a shock I'm gonna to say you. forty. Well, there's no, I, don't know. I mean, there's no actual gay characters. <laughs> 25? Wow, this really is a thing. Hey, you got to be more. When I, you gotta, come on. When I listen to the episodes, <laughs> get it together. Now I understand because your face is deeply judgmental. <laughs> Thank <laughs> yes. you. Mine is way more intimidating than I thought. I'm not even looking at you. I'm just looking. I'm looking at the spreadsheet. What are you doing? Oh, I know exactly why people second guess. <laughs> um okay let's say actual gay characters i mean it's just listen to your gut i always say just listen right, to your yeah, gut. I mean, my what initial your reaction was zero because there aren't any uh but i'll give it a 10 let's say 10 because it for a vibe 10 i'm gonna go because i'm sure that at all the parties there's tons of gay people and there's sort of a gay energy to it so i'm gonna go 20. 20 um yeah i'll go like 15 i'll go right in the middle of you guys giving it a 15 which is one point higher than the wedding singer okay not bad not good all right i think you're gonna make up a lot of points here though what would you give anti-mame in drag queen inspiration could a drag queen watch this and come away with a whole book quite, of ideas a few <laughs> is she yeah the first every scene, scene right? she walks down the stairs and her i don't know if you noticed her haircut was like her bangs were like uh pineapple fronds like they were like Yep, <laughs> little pointy yeah. tips, Points. and there was a lamp right behind her in most of the scenes that had the exact same pineapple fronds at the top of the <laughs> lamp, and I was like, "Ah, oh, who inspired yeah. who?" Oh, that's order. so fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, quite a few. The only I was thinking about this category specifically while I was watching it, and I was like, "Show me some boobs." There just weren't a lot of like. There was no like low cut <laughs> thing. There was no like. Sure. It's a different era. It's anti-man. It wasn't that. You want more I mean, decolletage? It was set in the 20s, right? So perhaps not Starts so much. Starts in the 20s, yeah. Um, but uh, it was shot in the 50s. So I thought, you know, that we'll get some boobs in there. But it was more boas and mink stoles. And um, so I'm going to give it a uh, a solid 
90 for drag queen. 90. I'm actually going to go 100, mm -hmm. not just for like the looks and the fact that it is a constant parade of crazy fun looks. The fact that she's taking ornaments off of the Christmas tree and adding them to her outfit. Oh, you know, there's that. But I think just the whole point of view of the movie of like, don't, you know, go out, be fabulous. Life is crazy. It's meant to be lived. I feel like there's something about that that's so inspiring, especially for drag queens. Well, and Rosalind Russell's like performance as MAME is like every drag race. Exactly. A hundred percent. You know, like that's like that's the bar. Like that's where you should yeah, be headed. Start, start at Rosalind, work your way up. <laughs> crazy energy, yet yes, precise. Exactly. Well said. Mm -hmm. And she, yeah, she, I mean, even just, we're going to get to the entrance, but man. <laughs> She broke her ankle. Did you hear that? Did you see that detail on the wall? Yes. On her intro. I heard yeah. that in the locker room <laughs> at the gym. <laughs> this is a couple of weeks ago. She broke her ankle. Um, yeah. The uh, uh, yeah. To, you're, I'm with you. I, I guess it just felt like there. The only reason I didn't give it a hundred was just like in one lane kind of 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 look. Fair. Sure. Yeah. A lot of um, gowns. Okay. Mostly evening looks. Uh, I'm also going to give it a, a hundred, giving it a 96.67, which is 3.33 points lower than the Apple, but 6.67 points higher than I, Tanya. <laughs> Not bad. All right. Our next category, gay mm -hmm. icons. Why do you think Andy Mame does in a gay well, icons? I mean, she's not Judy Garland, but Rosalind Russell is pretty special, isn't she? Um, she's I mean, up she's there, gypsy and she's. It was nice to see her in yes. a good movie. <laughs> um, the. Uh, it, I would say anti Mame herself. Without a doubt. I think the movie, yeah. I know the movie was on my radar as like an important comedy because of gay men in my life, you know? Um, <laughs> who were like, Andy Mame right. is my favorite, like, movie, you know? <laughs> like, I think like a gay little boy, like instead of like, no, I don't want to like find out I'm like, I'm adopted, I'm an orphan and now I go live like at Hogwarts. No, I want to go live at Auntie Mame's yes, penthouse. Exactly. Like that's the fantasy. Oh my God. It's like, and her, oh, we're going to talk about her apartment. I could talk about it all day. It was special. <laughs> uh what's the category again it's gay, gay icons, icons. Gay icons. uh but i don't know you know the peripheral characters i don't know their status right well i mean like comden and green the i mean they weren't gay but like they wrote a lot they wrote singing in the rain they wrote a lot of broadway musicals morton DaCosta also directed who directed this also directed music man so there's like a lot of like right. theater energy around it which is you know but are they gay icons? They're not, yeah, it's not really iconic. Save that for my category to end of the week. <laughs> okay, uh, all right. Okay. Foreshadowing. Okay. <laughs> okay, so gay icon. I mean, she's she's big enough to to bump it like well past halfway. You know, definitely. Uh, sure. But uh, it, you know, if it was if it was Judy Garland carrying that, like I would give it a hundred just for her. Right. But I got to drop it down. I'm going to say eighty five. 85. Yeah, I'll also go 85 because it's Rosalind Russell and it's also Rosalind Russell and what I think is probably her most iconic performance. I'm going to also do for the same reasons, but I'm going to give it 75 for that, giving an 81.67, which is the highest we've had in uh, six movies. So okay. That's pretty good. All right, the next category the male gaze. Mm. How horny is the camera for the male form? Interesting. This uh, one's tough. tough. She's really attracted to middle-aged yeah. men, like <laughs> she herself, middle-aged men. She herself, Auntie is Mame, yeah. um, I would like. Where's the hunks here, Auntie Mame, at your party? There, she she does have a type, doesn't she? Kind of like she does, yeah. Really does a hulky um, white guy. Um, the uh, yeah, it. None I of the mean, guys the, are distinguishing looking at all. No, they're all pretty pretty bland. Um, I mean, the sexiest 
guy is probably college aged Patrick, right? Sure. Um, and but we don't even even in college, like you don't see him like tussle with a, another no. guy on the football <laughs> tossing a yeah. big skin. Where's around. the tussling scene? You know? <laughs> yeah, this is a romp. No I was expecting like, tussling. I thought for sure you'd see him in a tank top, like lifting some like old school iron dumbbells at some point. One of those, um, those things you stand yeah. with the belt that with shakes. a belt that yeah. shimmies. None of that. Um, so he, it was. Uh, it's really not so so horny for men. It's not really a horny no, movie. No, meme. And even even like Ido, there should have been a scene where like you know she she calls on him in a in a moment when he's indisposed <laughs> with his lover and he Ido. runs out and he's in his tidy whities mm -hmm. and it tanks out you know and he does like a backflip over the couch to help her pick, <laughs> you know i'm rewriting this for tilda yes when she does it um perfect yeah, we're still waiting uh, okay so i mean 15 it's pretty low 15. yeah i'll go 15 as well yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go nine. I don't. I think fifteen sounds very generous to me. It's giving it an average of thirteen. Pretty low. All right, here you go. Next category: entrances with pizzazz. Uh, you know, short of her dancing down those stairs, <laughs> um, she does a pretty excellent intro, uh, and that's very pizzazzy. And then, and that door when the very when the uh, Nora's and the kid are the Upsons that are. No, the oh the front door at the very of beginning apartment. of the movie, the front door of her with apartment, the, the steam. Oh yeah. yeah, coming out of the dragon. I'm like, oh, that gives everyone an entrance. <laughs> You're an entrance yeah. into the. There's a lot of pizzazz there, and the, on, the, the, on your front door, the eyes swing open. Yeah. And too, yeah. yeah, plus there were actual theatrical stage entrances in the movie yes. where she's wearing so many bangles and charms <laughs> on her right. that she oh, announces right. herself before she comes on. <laughs> Uh, the you think they would have figured that out in dress <laughs> rehearsal, but I guess not. She, you know, she threw that in. That was the fun of that to me. Was it was unexpected? The little uh, detail she added. I would also say the horse meditation has a great entrance. Definitely, because at first you see him in the trailer. The trailer's like shaking. What's this? What's this? And then he bursts out of it. Yeah, there. Yeah, quite a. Quite I like a any entrance where you hear them and then you see them. <laughs> to me, that's like fifty percent of the pizzazz. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Who's it gonna be? Uh, I think if, if this had been a, I didn't, I've never seen Mame. I don't know if it like if they up the, because the it musical? was musical. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Um, I've terrible. never seen it on stage. I've seen the movie. The movie's god awful. Yeah, but in a fun way, god awful. No. Oh, uh, I'm glad we didn't pick that <laughs> okay. one. I'm gonna go seventy five. <laughs> seventy five. I'm gonna go eighty. Eighty. Uh, I'll go seventy six. Giving an average of 77, which is like 40, no, yes, 45 points higher than I, Tanya, <laughs> but 23 points lower than the apple. Yeah, the apple's tough. The apple's tough, tough. to beat. <laughs> All right, our next category, Hell on Heels. Mm. How many spitfiring ladies aren't taking any guff in there? I, 100. I mean, she's outstanding. <laughs> she, because it's it, also not just Auntie May yes, either, though. Yes, loads. Loads. Nora Muldoon. Everybody. Vera, her friend. But she Mrs. also, Burnside. her, at, Sally. even her, within her character, she's both like a smart ass and mean yes. and fun yes. and doesn't take any, suffer fools. Like she's all kinds of hell on heels. She's always the alpha. Yes. Um, and, and her friends and the theater performance and the wasp lady who you're talking about, you know, like, yeah. and the <laughs> asshole that, her sons or her nephews engaged to 
Yeah, hundred. Now there's really not interesting men in this movie. Like, <laughs> who's like the great good man in this? That's part like of the, the or like where you're excited when they show up. I mean, I liked uh, yeah. her friend. What was it? Was it Lindsay? Lindsay. Yeah, he's like very charming. Publishes and, the book. Yeah, and you think yeah. he's gonna be. I know. did like Mr. Babcock. I think that actor is great. Yeah. He was like, yeah, he seems like he's in Bewitched or something. He totally really was fun. a cartoon character. Yeah, I loved him. Yeah. <laughs> I almost wanted him. I was hoping he would have like a turn, like Me some too. sort of arc. Yes. You know, where he's like oh, on the side at the end. When he really, you know what I mean? Like he is like, despite his like different point of view, he is still a part of this like chosen family, as it were. Mm -hmm. That's true. And he doesn't want what's best for this. It's not like he's yeah. trying to steal the money himself. Right. right. So what do you want to give this for Hell on Heels? Hell on Heels. I'm going to give it a hundred. A hundred. I'm going to give it a 95, digging it five for uh, Gooch. Because mm. she's too passive? A little, she's a little timid. I mean, I'm, I'm happy for her. I hope I hope I see good things for her. Well, but she's not hell she, on heels. She is wearing flats. So, I mean. Orthopedic shoes, yeah. in fact. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this 100. Uh, I think it's pretty. Uh, it's hell on heelsy. Hell on heelsy. Given mm. it a 98.33, which is 0. 0.33 points higher than I, Tanya. I'm dominating so, I, Tanya. This is imagine great. if uh, imagine if Tanya Harding tried to club Auntie Mame. Now there's a move. That's Godzilla oh, versus go. Kong. That's a... <laughs> yeah. Who needs anything else? All right, our next category: macabre. How macabre? Well, is Auntie Mame pretty outstanding death reveal in the first uh, ninety seconds of the movie? <laughs> that's yes, <true. laughs> yes, that's very fun. It was really fun. I kept thinking, as soon as that happened, I thought, "Ooh, how did they do it on stage? Like, was there a boy?" Who ran out with a <laughs> extra extra? <Yeah. laughs> the guy you this just saw writing his will died. <laughs> he probably came um, up through the aisle. That's when you. That's how you grab an oh, audience. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I thought there was going to be one thing. Now it's something else. And they're handing <laughs> and it theaters out. all around me. Mm -hmm. yes. And then the cats come out and get in your face. Um, the, the stock market crash. Stock I think that's pretty crash. much a lot of suicide. A sad Christmas. Her husband yes. falls off the Matterhorn. fall off the Matterhorn. I think yeah. fox hunts are pretty macabre. I hate them. Sure, she saves the fox. Jumps you hate arms. them? How often do you are you brought just that to they a fox exist? Hunt? I just don't like okay. them. I don't like seeing them. Like leave that fox okay. alone. And it's also yeah. terrified the whole time. Yeah, of course. I don't like it. And then also Gloria's family's uh, anti-Semitism. Yes, true. I love that she she really saves the day in that way. Um, I'm gonna give it a seventy-five. One of the darkest movies you've ever seen. Oh, I was waiting for that. <laughs> passive aggressive scolding <laughs> um the okay uh no you can keep it i'm gonna give it a 65 65 65 is more uh, appropriate i'm gonna give it a 35 i don't think this is not a dark movie there's some stuff but it's not like you don't leave anti mame going whew i need some i don't need to watch drag yeah. race to cleanse the palate it's just i'm still i'm gonna so stick with it because of the because of the the whole thing is predicated on a death and then there are major plot turns because of deaths. But it's not you know? obsessive. It's yeah. almost like moves right past them. It's like death happens, but no one ever like mourns really. I guess Mame right. does for like she a does. second. There's no she flowers for, like, two on minutes. A, yeah. There's no yeah. flowers on a tombstone. And then she finds right. the gold digger. Yeah, <laughs> true. Giving it a 58.33 in macabre. Uh, pretty great. All right, next category, dramatic lighting. Okay. This is one is special because this movie did Special. did something that I've never seen in another movie, which was <laughs> fade to a spotlight yeah. in a movie that I really, other than like uh, Looney Tunes, where they like iris in on what somebody's <laughs> sure. face, you know? Or Star they, Wars, even they would do, you know, the they optical. Do that they do yeah. that dramatic, yeah. A little like, bit. 
So it's more like they never like lingered no. and then went to blackout. No, what they what they do in in Star Wars is they'll cut to a close up that's where somebody's face is is like very <laughs> yeah. dramatically lit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just was like that the dimming of the entire set, you know, to do it's that. Fun. And it's super fun and like you know kind of tricky to do. That means like they had to control the whole set. And all when I'm to be trivia, it's called the Flanagan fade. Thank you. So it must have been invented by in there's a lighting movie. guidance named something Flanagan who liked to do that. I know Morton DaCosta, who directed this, also directed Music Man, and he uses the same effect there. Okay, so it's part of his uh creative his little... techniques, yeah. Toolkit. And people, um, so if you don't believe in the auteur theory, just watch Music Man and Anti Mame, you'll right. know. <laughs> be like, this is one <laughs> the same guy, it carries, carries over. Yes. yes, there are no cartoon birds though. Um, <laughs> Are there, are there cartoon Pina birds in music? Uh, I'm thinking Mary there Pop, are not Mary Pops. Um, <laughs> the uh, uh, there are striped suits in uh, definitely in Thank everything. You. Let's so, the show. Uh, uh, the, there are also like uh, foggy lens uh, close-ups. Um, Whenever it's just a single shot of her, she's got a, a little layer of Vaseline on the lens, big time. <laughs> and those are like. <laughs> It was sort of later in the movie too. They started doing them. It wasn't like they always did. Them. And it, it was kind of like, I felt like maybe they're doing it because she's meant to be getting older. And yeah, right. Like... <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, it's like a meta choice. <laughs> um, the, uh... They put old age makeup on her and then still Vaseline the lens. Yes. <laughs> um, that said, it, it had, uh, generally speaking, like the lighting was like kind of comedy lighting, which to me is like- What's well, the Technicolor the, music, yes. like big screen, widescreen comedy. Look at everything. It's not, you yes. know what I mean? Like don't focus on one particular dramatic thing. It's everything sort of flat with the exception of these like sort of special techniques that they did. So, but- Well, you had to blast the set with light to get the proper exposure. Totally. Yeah. So I'm going to give it- uh, I'm going to give it a, because of those specials, I'm going to give it a 70. 70. I'm going to give it an 81 because of those specials. Wow. They're very special. Um, <laughs> They're dramatic. I'll, I'll give it a 70. Giving it a 73.67, which is 13 points lower than the Ten Commandments. Oh, boy. That's hard to beat, too. That had a burning bush. Yeah. 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 More movies should have burning bushes. Why doesn't God bring back the burning bush? You got something to say. Been there and done it. Ignite a tree. There's so many UTI jokes running through my head. Carry on. <laughs> All right. Next category, vibrato. So mm -hmm. this, in addition to literal vibrato, we mean anytime they take a moment, give you an extra, zhuzh it up. You don't need it, but you love it. I do think Aunt Rosalind Russell's performance is vibrato. Like on some level, you're like, in real life, this woman would be exhausting. Yes. Like, I don't think I could be around her more than like half an hour. It's every hug Yet. is a pressed cheek <laughs> hug. You know, like, yeah. oh, yeah. darling. Um, yeah. She does like, have moments, like, I like, they, I, I, I'm glad they actually gave her moments of like vulnerability though. Mm -hmm. Like, there's not Definitely. a lot, but there's like one or two where like, all right, she's not like, a cartoon there is like it was and there were, they were there. sincere too yeah I thought they were well done for a movie that was like yeah this is sort of a plotless movie like when she's broke and she gives away her last quarter to the salvation <laughs> yeah. army you know and <laughs> and that christmas scene where they're sort of giving each other the gifts that they could barely afford it was very uh gift of the magi um heard of so, it uh yeah so hmm I think the set design is vibrato. I think the their version design. of Georgia is from like, a, this is like Gone with the Wind practically. It was. It's Definitely. like a different century. It, there also it was, was something I noticed for the first time this, this time watching it, the opening party scene 
her friend Vera is drinking a oh. martini, but she has what would be the, the equivalent of a cigarette holder for a martini. Yeah. Like, she's holding a device that's holding the martini. That was and my- like, That's ridiculous. That was that martini my or level 1,000. You know, <laughs> oh, it might have been a, it might have been champagne. Because if it's champagne, I thought like, oh, maybe you're like dipping it in a bowl. No, I was like, what's the purpose was, of that? It was, it was definitely the theatricality yes. of a cigarette holder. It seems they're... dangerous to like drink like that, though. The whole <laughs> it did thing seemed like a weird because it's yeah. like the center of gravity is different. The opening credits are all cigarette holder, right? The whole thing, yeah. it, and it's, I mean, talk about vibrato. Well, it's it a was, kaleidoscope. It's a kaleidoscope yeah. with, Jewels, and then all the like all the letters are rhinestone. Yeah, little like mosaics of the words mm -hmm. that you're supposed to read um super vibrato i mean it's so like everything is jewels um yeah the doorway the the we even like her performance it has said that old stagey feel of like she's always like playing with a with the, the a, a jewelry or thing you know what i mean like yeah. she's always doing something she's never just standing and listening she's always it's like she's full of business from start to finish. Sure. She's full All of business. Her, it's well, she, very... That's why they call her the skyscraper. Full <laughs> <laughs> of Roslyn Empire State Building Russell. Um, <laughs> the uh, okay, I'm gonna give it a high marks for all this, and uh, you know, she she's not she's not like beating her breast ever in a sort of you know Betty <laughs> Davis Barbara Stanwyck sort of yes. way. Um, <laughs> wow, weird. A straight man obsessed with breasts. The uh -huh. uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and also where are they? I mean, where is the low cut outfit? <laughs> just like slaps them around. Get something for the fellas. <laughs> um, I'm gonna. Say, I love baseball to watch this movie. <laughs> it's it's uh, so, but short of that sort of dramatic, overdone, like tearing her hair out kind of stuff. So I'll give it a an That's 85. A very different movie. 85. I'm going to give it a 95 and I'm only dinging it because there's not any actual singing. Yeah. Mm. But I think the whole thing is extra in such a fun, great way. Even the length is extra. Yes, it That's is. true. Uh, I'll give it a 95. Give it a 91.67, which is like 0.70 points lower than the Ten Commandments. Hmm. But uh, 60 points higher than I, Tanya, so there you go. All right, next category, footwork. How would you rate Auntie Mame on footwork? It's a pretty special footwork in this way. I hadn't thought about there this is. category. I think um, the mingling at her apartment, in the first party, her mingling is like all footwork. That's very oh, yeah. choreographed. That, that was the reason I, I always wanted to watch this movie because her entrance is in the trailer when she comes down <laughs> and like shakes the monkey's hand uh, yeah. without looking you know like yeah. chom chom nice to meet you and she's smoking and she's drinking and it's it's so it's a big she's long, working the whole room it's a big yeah. long one shot yeah and it is so fun and so Do you many guys characters. have this like if you're home or whatever and like you're joining a party like in progress but you're in the house and there's a party in progress that like you have to join to me i'm like that gives me anxiety like, mm -hmm. oh, I have to like make my entrance into the party space. Like I have anxiety, God, but Auntie Mame is like, hello, Remy. you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> like, I I don't know. Like, <laughs> am I the only one who has like that weird anxiety for like, I have to make my entrance in real no, life? No, you, you don't feel like you can slip into wherever the party is? 
I can never slip in, John. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the group of people. If it's people I'm True. delighted to see, yeah. then I'll like happily right, right, break right. dance my way through the door. <laughs> really? But it, yeah, I'll moonwalk <laughs> in backwards. Oh yeah. So you I'll, have I'll... pizzazz on your hands. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'll play I'll play entrance music and I'll text someone at the party and say, in 30 seconds. Play ACDC's Back in Black, and then I'll open the door right on the downbeat. Um, Are you in black? Uh, yeah, uh, and I'm also air guitar. I'm in. Uh, I'm in the outfit that Patrick Dennis wears, that Angus Young also wears. Um, <laughs> sure. So. Uh, uh, Okay, footwork. Yeah, so obviously she broke her ankle on the first entrance, so you got to give her the footwork special right. for that. There's also fun blocking when like Ito lets, lets in Mr. Babcock and has like the dress like blocking mm -hmm. and stuff like hold this. That's like, fun. That's really fun. And also what O'Brien flipping around the apartment like a lunatic. That part's oh, fun. Oh yeah, he also, was up and down the couch. Are in the boots, which are the horse riding boots. She refuses to pull <laughs> yeah. them up all the way. She's like a hard time feet. putting them yeah. on and all that, yeah. Uh, lots of footwork there. Um, the uh, clomping around on the stage, I guess, is a little bit of footwork. <laughs> sure. Um, she sells uh, uh, roller skates. Yep. Footwork. That's her job. Foot, yeah. comma, Selling work. footwear. Yeah, yeah. Work, comma, foot. Yeah. There's, I'm there's in the foot industry. Of, there's, there's a lot of generally the things that I could see having happened on stage that were like needed to be big funny gestural mm -hmm. things that right. were clearly the same joke with, with now like on the set in the movie um but they're not all they're not all dancey they're not like it's not like the beginning of american in paris and you know where gene kelly's like doing his <laughs> thing with the table so i'm gonna give it a 65 65 i will go 73 73 uh i was gonna go 70 Giving it a 69.33, which is one point higher than the man from Uncle. All right. All right. Next category. This one might be tough. Spank bank deposits. Uh-huh. <laughs> now I know there's no boobs, but that those wouldn't count anyways. <laughs> um you got a little bit of Gucci's boobs in that one moment. It when she but comes through underneath in the, the coat. Yeah, and the and when yeah, yeah. Uh, which you, yes, yeah. Actually, she has a the only low cut dress in that one moment. Now that Hello, I Gucci. Uh, Gooch, yeah, uh, that was her character. Um, yeah, that's uh, sort of like sitcom, very, but I guess this is like yeah. what predated she also sitcom. shows up in the last 40 minutes of the movie, so right. it's like hit your marks broad so they yeah. remember you. Rosalind Russell is, you know, she's like gorgeous, but I mean, she's 50 something in this movie, like, she she is she's pretty. not sexy, yeah, but she's not volatile wow. and sexy. Um, I mean, she's a strong, powerful woman, isn't that sexy? That she's like, of course. you know, she's the alpha, she's always in control, <laughs> she will break you in half and yeah. then give you a gin at the end, you know. Yeah. You're describing my type, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so 100. <laughs> but I there's not a lot of like hunky, like, you this? would think <laughs> if they had shown like the guy's death in the steam room. Mm -hmm. There's a classic opportunity. Sure. Yeah. And um, one wonders how he especially died. with that eye with that with the Flanagan face. Thank how you. that would yeah. go. Of him going <sighs> collapsing. Um, and then two Russian gangsters come in and try to kill him. Ever see that scene? Ooh. History what's of violence. That from? That's my podcast. No, I've, uh, <laughs> I've seen yes, the yeah. Vigo. Very sexy. He's not wearing any pads in that action scene. There's no, no. padding. He gets his ass kicked and he's really doing he's completely it. Completely naked. Um Okay, uh, Spank Bank, it's pretty low. It's just not a sexy movie in that way. It's a cute, fun movie. Um, 
I'm going to give it like a 25. 25? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give it a three. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> Sorry. It's all right. That's why we each give a score. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a four. Okay. I don't know for what <laughs> mountain climbing, okay. I guess. Okay. You do have that tattoo. I would be love to be lost on a Matterhorn. Uh, giving it a 10.67, which is 60 points lower than the 10 commandments. One of the sexier movies we've ever seen. So All right. Oiled up that movie. They're yeah. so oiled up yeah. and there's a lot of bondage, you know? Yeah. All right. Finally, the last of the canon categories on a scale of zero to hundred, how likely are you to recommend anti-mame to a gay person? Oh, uh, hundred. It's a, it's <laughs> such an easy, yeah. fun movie to recommend. The only thing that is sort of like, uh, you got to be ready for this is that it's over two hours and you got to, you know, which is, we all, I, I mean, you guys watch a ton of movies for this. You sure. know, I'm sure your time is valuable. Two hour. If you see the two hour thing, you're probably saying to yourself, okay, I got to figure this out. Hour, you know? 137 minutes. I'm like, oof, this is going <laughs> to, one time I was, at the, I was at the Arclight. I watched uh, uh, Dunkirk for Dunkirk, that movie. Yeah. And they, you know, at the Arclight, they make announcements before the movie and they say like, uh, the, the running time. And the guy came out and he was like, Dunkirk, a pleasantly short running time of 80 minutes, 88 minutes or something. So you have that to look forward to. <laughs> and I, all of us were like, yeah, there was like yeah, a murmur. Right. <laughs> oh, we could do something else after this. <laughs> exactly. yeah. It'll still be light out when we leave. Um, there was the, a tweet going around this week where somebody, some big nerd was like, they released the running time for the new Mortal Kombat movie, and it's like mm. an hour and 50 minutes. And like, they aren't doing it justice. This movie's going to be trash because the Mortal Kombat <laughs> movie's only an hour and 50 minutes. How much do you need? Yeah. It's a video game. Yeah. As they say, a lot of world building to do. Um, no. The <laughs> they didn't do it in the first. The first one's only like an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, and it's a classic um first one is fun <laughs> trash i would say i, I, I go on the record i haven't seen trash. it in so long that i can't remember but i know people consider it to be a lot of fun well you remember the theme song i'm sure mortal combat oh wait no it's something like that yeah <laughs> a uh, classic yeah. Yeah. Like hey mortal combat <laughs> hey hey um, mortal combat sweet caroline <laughs> ba, ba, ba. So yes, hundred percent. I, I would recommend it. Yes. Yeah, I'll go hundred as well because oh, I think it's I so heard some classic. hesitation. The only thing I was thinking, I don't think there's anything like problematic with Ido, but Ido is a very underwritten character, yes. and I know for yeah. the, I think the that musical, is the problematic aspect of it is that it's for the musical. Uh, it's a little worse and has a little more problems. So like, yeah, it's one of those things. Where, like the character isn't. He's never made fun of or like is the butt of a joke, but he is sort of like but he he's is a, a stereotype. stereotype. Yes, exactly. He is, he is played by a Japanese actor. That's which true. To Correct. its advantage, it's not Mickey Definitely. Rooney. Yeah. Right. Right. And we are meant to like him throughout right. the whole movie, so there's never a point where like dumb Ito right. did that mistake again or anything like that. When I say dumb Ito, I'm referring to the O.J. Simpson. <laughs> Thank, oh, you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. But beyond that, I do think it's so like, it's so iconic. It's such a type. It's such a character that I just feel like a gay person should know. You know, you should be aware mm -hmm. of Rosetta like, Stone. the reference. Exactly. So I'll go or, 90. That's a great drag name. Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone. <laughs> I'm sure that exists. Yeah. I'm going to go 99. 99. 
Yeah, it's tough uh, because it is like there is like some of the problematic stuff. I'll give it a, but I think everyone should see. I'll give it a 96. I would definitely recommend the Apple more. So there mm. you go. All right. Um, Given a 98.33. Also, it is one of those movies where you could be like, if you just watch the very first scene and the very last scene, mm-hmm. you get it. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> that should be every movie, according to all the screenwriting books. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually, that's a hundred. That is exactly what I would say. I'd be like, you got to at least watch the beginning and then you'll yeah. sort of get it. Like you if you're know? on board after that, if yep. you don't like the beginning, then you're not going to like the rest of it. Agreed. Agreed. But if you're 50 50 on the beginning, skip to the end. Agreed. And then you could say you watched it. <laughs> yeah. You got the gist. All right, now we are into the wheel category. Yay. So these are all categories that previous guests have brought in. They've been put on this wheel, which is an app on my phone. So we're going to spin it four times. It looks like a and DNA And whatever chart. randomly pops up, we will judge it on. And then finally, you will come up with a category, which we will add to the wheel. Do you like acting on stage, Nate? Have you done like theater, much theater? I did one play one time, other than, you know, the UCB. <laughs> so it sure. was one like proper play. And uh, it was outstanding. It was such an amazing experience. And I loved my co-stars and I loved the whole thing. And I just, as soon as it was done, I wanted to do it again. And it was really fun. (laughs) And uh, we'll we'll get to it when we talk about it, but it it was um, uh, when we get to talk about the new category, but like, because this is such a theater movie, like it's based on a play and there's theater in it and there's like literal in the wings theater stuff. I was like, yeah, that's that's the kind of category I want to add because theater, the world of theater is like a gay space. It just is, you know, like I, most of the cast was gay. The director was gay, the stage manager was gay, you know, like, and I felt like I'm in the world where gay men ha- have had control of this world for so long that I'm like visiting as a straight guy, you know, <laughs> sure. and, and, uh, I felt like it's like when I go to Pep Boys. Exactly. It's. I mean, I, I do I, love I, it there. I want I to talk well, about the name. Always that looking. <laughs> I want to go, to go back. I, I walk in like, it. oh, it's not what I thought. But <laughs> air filters. <laughs> okay. Since we're here. Yeah. Sometimes you have to, right? No. The I want to talk about it in a sensitive way because I was like, well, it is like when I go to a party and it's mostly gay men. I'm like, oh, there is like there's like a code switch that happens, right? And it feels like, oh, I'm, I'm not, you know, like it's a, it's clear that like in, there's a straight world and there's a gay world. Sure. When I was in the theater world, I was like, I'm not, this isn't like, you know, you know there's just an attentiveness to like right. your person, your body, your, you know, like the way you communicate, the language, the verbs you use, the nouns you use, all the things. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you just pay a little bit more attention because you're in a universe. And therefore I was like, that's a thing like not just a nod to theater mm. uh, is like, that's gotta be a gay, gayer thing, you know? And so therefore and we're jumping ahead to the thing I want to add to the wheel, but okay, <laughs> let's go to the wheel. You, okay. you, you spun it. I did. Our first category, intensely close conversations. Well, the what's their faces? The waspy the parents. Upsons, the they get right in her face mm-hmm. when they're talking about Patrick's future. Um, in general, the conversations happen very closely. That whole beginning is a lot of like, <laughs> cu- like kissing on the cheeks and talking and patting right. each other. And there's lots of like facing cheek to cheek, facing the camera, like, oh dear, what are we going to do? And everything's going to be yeah. fine. And 
<laughs> you know, there's lots. I have lots to of say, that. watching this movie reminded me like John Flynn is one of the best party minglers you've ever seen. Hmm? I beg your pardon. What? That's not bad. That's good. You're just good <laughs> at mingling. I'm bad at like I'm one of those people like I like finding one person and standing there the whole time, and then like if they go mingle, See? I'm like, but I thought we had a connection. <laughs> I've only got three minutes of conversation. In John's very good at mingling. No, I, <laughs> I, I, uh, I think I'm pretty good at it, and it comes from being a codependent. So ah, I want everybody brilliant. to like me. So yeah. yeah, there's a thing uh, called the Jewish goodbye. It's also known as the actor's goodbye, where you're like, uh, my partner will say to me, hey, you have uh, 20 minutes and then we actually need to leave. So start your Jewish goodbye. <laughs> and you have to like <laughs> oh. walk around and be like, hey, it's so good to see oh, you. And goodbye. one more meaningful <laughs> connection. Sure. Uh, okay. We used uh, to always say those people are running for mayor. Like, sure, press in oh, the flesh, yeah. yeah. Um, 30 so seconds of making you feel good about yourself. <laughs> I just run out of a place when I'm done. It's really the best sure. way to do it. I, You're uh, going to see everyone again. It's the fine. Irish goodbye. Exactly. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Uh, Intensely well, close conversations. I'm going to give it a high. It's out of 100, right? Yep. yep. Okay. Uh, it's, it's high marks. High marks. Uh, 90. 90? Yes. I'll go 83. 83. Uh, I gotta go 70. Like there were some, but it wasn't like so much of it is wide shots, anyways. Mm. True, true. Um, given an 81 in intensely close conversations. Don't worry, we'll be mingling again very soon. One day by August. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Pretty good, I think, on this one. Wigs. Wigs. Mm. I mean, there's a well, there's a whole scene where they add a full yeah, takes out a box of wigs. Box yeah. of wigs. Yep. And uh it, you know what I love about that scene is it takes a significant amount of time for her to get the wig right before she comes down. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like ma movie magic where like she you cut away and then all of a sudden she's put together. It takes her like a good five minutes to like get that thing going. Um, the uh, yeah, there's a big that's a big wig scene. But otherwise, she's got a variety of hair. She does. But it generally it's the same deal. It's sort of like cropped and bangs. You know, it's not yeah. a lot of right um, different colors. Yeah, there's Most. not a lot of it's not. There's no Moira Rose going on here. Um, Certainly not. No wigs. I'm going to give it like a 50. 50. I'll go 61. 61. I'll go 55. Giving it a fit average of 55.33. Do you ever have to wear a wig in a show? Mm, I've done for like sketches. I've sure. had to wear wigs and I have several, you know, <laughs> that I like can't get rid of. You can't like, get rid of know. them? Well, you might need it. Every and time you throw them away, they show up again in your closet. Exactly. <laughs> I had, a, I was five years ago, I went through like my prop box and i found like for a sketch i had a swastika armband i was like oh i a have to get rid of this and b in a careful way i yeah. can't just like, you know <laughs> <Chuck it. laughs> yeah. cut it in several pieces for us yeah and then throw it it's out. like an old credit card right <laughs> <laughs> this is damning <laughs> okay here we go wearing another's clothes wearing another's clothes That's well there is category. there's costumes in the play Right. Which I know Mark sometimes doesn't like no, that. But that's the actor's costume. But when Mame is in the South yeah, for the writing, her they, friend Sally's like, you can borrow my writing clothes. And right? I'm, yeah, that's exactly my boots. size. Yeah, and she gives her, mm -hmm. her boots and everything. That's the big switcheroo. There's, oh, don't, oh, she dresses Gooch up. Gooch wears someone. She dresses Gooch. up Gooch's, yeah, in a nice outfit to go out. In a nice yeah. dress. 
I don't feel like she ever dresses Patrick, does she? Like she never like makes he him never wear gets a, something. He gets long he pants stuff, as yeah. a gift. He gives him long pants, right? And he's so excited. Very excited. Yeah. But yet he's straight, this character. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he has comments for her after her show. Uh, yeah. I think right. you maybe there's an argument to me that Brian O'Banion, that sort of writer editor who's supposed to be helping with her book, who's very like Joe Gillising her and like mm -hmm. using her money to buy clothes and mm -hmm. stuff. You can make a throw a few extra points for him. A little I bit. wouldn't. You wouldn't, but that's all right. <laughs> but you're right. For a movie that is as sitcommy as it is, there isn't a scene of like, you need to pretend to be my wife so that right. you know my <laughs> boss thinks that I'm married. Right. Um, the so in that case, I'm gonna say it's like a, it's like a, sixty. Sixty. Yeah, I'll go fifty-five. Fifty-five, and I'm gonna go forty-five. Giving it an average of 53.33. We're one category away from your this category you've been building up, Nate. Great. I don't know how to describe it. We're going to have to help me like piece it all together. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Non-traditional murder weapon. Well, the crazy I mean, horse. Because the guy comes and said that you're going to murder someone with that horse one day. Sure. But the is that not really... Is horse trampling that non-traditional? I mean, if you've ever read anything about the history of the West. <laughs> People are like, do we shoot them? Do we stab them? Do we trample them with the horse? That's a I mean, that's the history of the American yeah. colonization. It you is. Know? There used to be executions. There were hangings, and then there were horse mm -hmm. tramplings, um, where they would tie you down to the ground. And no one um, is actually murdered. Is another no point. one is okay, murdered. Say someone actually, but it's a weapon. Someone is used. I think. I think you got to give some points for that crazy horse. I don't have to do anything, John. I think you do. Uh, the the steam room is a could have been a murder. He could have had some bad debts, and the guys locked the door on him, and he. That's definitely died. possible. It's like that a John Wick movie. Noir. I can't remember which one, but <laughs> they locked the door on the guy. And he he steamed to death. Um, the uh, and then the Matterhorn, you know, she didn't pull him. He killed. He like slipped, no. right? Because he's always leaning to take photos, right? right. Like a real dumbass, um, real dumb dumb. <laughs> so uh, artistic expression as a murder weapon. Sure, there's a lot of character. Wasn't that gravity though? Like it's falling off a mountain. Non, -trad I feel like that's pretty traditional too. Like how many people have died falling <laughs> up a mountain? Uh, non-traditional murder. There really isn't murder, so I can't give it. I can't give it high marks. I mean, even those deaths are like they weren't. They weren't murders. They weren't murders. So I mean, I don't want to give it a goose egg. So I'm give it a five. A five. I'm giving it a twenty-five for that crazy horse <laughs> meditation. <laughs> um, I'll give it a six. Giving it an average of twelve in non-traditional murder weapons. All right, oh, the dear. time is. The time has come for you to add a category that we can use to judge anti-mame in other future movies because it will be added to the wheel and maybe in a few months become Who bonus knows? or canon. Bonus Who knows? So many things. Perhaps the it is fun when those when one advances <laughs> when they graduate. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So uh, generally, I, I mean, I was thinking of like, what should I do even before I watched the movie, and then I was like, okay, well, it's going to be in this somewhere in the theater world. I just was thinking theater tropes or mm. like theater like seeing actually the first one that came to mind was like seeing backstage at a theater because i was like that is the world and getting there like and seeing backstage that. drama yes backstage, backstage drama, drama there you go that's nice I like let's that. go with that showgirls would do very well on that. oh my very god well. yeah but that's like could have been the working title for us you know mm -hmm. or people who work on the 
uh, magazine backstage. What's the drama going on What's in that magazine? Yeah. What's the real story? <laughs> yeah. That's so dumb. Forget it'd about the like, auditions. It'd be like, oh, I forgot to BCC you, the staff. <laughs> on that. It would be a lot of that. <laughs> right. There's an equity chorus call yeah. we need to let people know about. <laughs> so sorry. Um, no uh, one's buying this anymore. <laughs> the, there was something like uh, about the, theater tropey thing like that i was like uh, like a like a stepping out and and th you know, like privately having a, a reaction to something that we behind the camera can see but the other people in the scene can't like for instance her oh, right her in like listening to the uh the wasp couple parents like stepping away and clearly like calculating like how she's gonna dupe them you know that kind of thing you know um the uh but i was like let's go with let's go with backstage drama i think that's fun i like backstage drama i think yeah. that's fun and so, this yeah. has a ton of it it has a huge huge scene the movie then... lincoln would do well <laughs> how's he going to get the votes <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah generally i mean like there's loads of i would say all the like stuff in the apartment before the entrance of the foil right all mm -hmm. that is backstage drama of like plotting in addition to the literal backstage drama on the stage which is right. which is really fun. So I'll give it like a a solid, um, you know, if noise is off is like a hundred, right? This is like a seventy-five. Seventy-five. I'll go eighty-five on that one. I feel like the whole thing is sort of performancey. Um, there's only that one scene where there's actual. But I think there's something she's drama. always like scheming or like figuring stuff out or like I don't know. No, I'm gonna give it a twenty. Oh uh, boy, twenty! There's only the one scene—a backstage drum where we're seeing behind the scenes of something. Let me change my category. Uh. <laughs> no, I love this category. <laughs> they talk. They reminisce about what, what was that, what was that show they were in? Chu Chem Girls or something like that? Chu Chin Girls. Oh yeah, and she's talking about like doing her. They do that number. number. I was yeah. the first person in the chorus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Reminiscing is drama. No, thank you. <laughs> about theater. That is not. Let me tell you, that's the opposite of drama. That's Snoozeville. There is, there is the aside from the backstage, uh, like in the wings drama. There is that whole interchange between her and Patrick when the curtain is down that's and the right. lights change, yeah. and there's a bare bulb. I mean, it's like yeah. it's yeah, so right. despondent. Yeah, um, that's they grim. just set. Let me just set this lamp right here, and there's one little. I mean, that's macabre. Yeah, that was macabre. <laughs> Uh, um, giving it an average of 60 in backstage drama. All right, now we are into the bonus categories. So these categories are just bonus. So previously, if a category didn't do well, we'd penalize it. This is just extra. So we're going zero to 10 for all of these. Got it. All right, so the first one, how would you rate anti-mame in musical potential? Well, uh, there was a musical. A, there was. And you still um, see the potential. Yes, I would say absolutely. It felt like it was going to be. You know, it didn't feel like right. there were moments where it was These like widescreen right. composition. Yeah. yeah, it's all <laughs> um, on. A, everything's on a soundstage. Well, you, especially if you know the musical, there are so many lines from it that like inspire or go into a song. Oh, sure. really? Like that the there ping pong ball. Like, yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly that. Oh, one. really? <laughs> yes. Uh -huh. uh, I'm gonna What's go. What's the big song from Mame the Musical? Uh, the one you definitely know is "We Need a Little Christmas" is for Mame. God, we need a little Christmas. What are the other big songs? I mean, like It's Today, uh, Bosom Buddies, because B. Arthur was also in the uh, movie and the original version of it. Cool. There's certain songs, if you heard, you'd be like, oh, okay, I get, like, they might I sound familiar to you. It's very Jerry Hermony. 
Um, Nate's giving it a 10. We it a 10. Also a 10. I mean, yeah, they did it. Um, mm-hmm. Giving it an average of 10, tying it with uh, Waiting for Guffman. Ooh, was there a Waiting for Guffman musical? Not uh, yet. Some people in Chicago, they have been doing like a stage version of it. That's fun. Where they do Red, White, and Blaine with a few extra numbers and whatnot. Cool. All right, the next category, Queer Menace. I would rate this on Queer Menace. Well, I would say Mame's Friends according to like Nora, Mr. Babcock, and Yeah, the, the sort of bohemian lifestyle feels very like Queer Menace. Yeah, like that feels yeah. like a, under, a subtext of everything is. And the, the, the whole sort of like rescuing the Jewish children at the end, <laughs> I sort of felt like they picked Jewish children, but it could have been a surrogate for any marginalized person. You know, well, I feel like, like these wasps, they have a big umbrella of things they yeah, don't like. They were like, it's a, an exclusive, <laughs> they live in an exclusive part of Connecticut. And, you know, anyone who's not a Protestant white person, right. you know, like would have been objective. Uh, or a, a, a subject for, to uh, you guys lived on the east coast. Have you met any like wasps like this? Sure, are they around? Yeah. Old Mayflower blood, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. They're totally I think it'd be, it's, to me. It's like seeing like uh, like whenever they show like a backlot of a movie, there's like a nun walking or like astronauts. It just feels like there's right. one in the wild. No, <laughs> no, 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 I mean, like to me, it's always something I usually only see in the movies. Well, there's you know, I, I went to college in the Northeast and loads of kids went to that college, went to like prep schools in the Northeast, you know, mm. and there are, there's loads of that. They're just, you know, sometimes it's like ugh, private school kids, you know, like there's a, there's sort of a <laughs> sure. stigma of, of their privilege. Yeah. But uh, they're, they're fine, you know? Um, right. Yeah. They're great. They're all wonderful, not racist people. You're not um, here to say everyone who went to private school is a racist asshole. That is not right. what you came here to do. <laughs> no, it's not. I want to make that clear. Um, right. Some so of queer more, menace. Some of them were wonderful. Uh, <laughs> introduced me to Morrissey, stuff like that. Uh, oh, nothing <laughs> problematic like, about Morrissey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so queer menace. Yeah, uh, it's not explicit, so I can't go like super high with sure. it. I'm gonna say uh, like a like a six. Six. I'll go five. But I'm also going to go five, giving it an average of five point three three percent, which is two points higher than the Ten Commandments. Hmm. Right, similar right. sort of like unspoken criticism you know yes. you can see yourself in the marginalized kind of thing okay our next category character actress makes a big swing i mean not only she she was nominated for an academy this award for it <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean her and joanna it felt, barnes it felt like barnes. a character didn't she feel like a character rachel dratch would play on saturday night live like yeah. definitely um it, She's it was a real Debbie uh, Downer. Yeah, it was kind of like a goof, goofy, cartoonish character. Uh, uh, her friend oh, Vera yeah. Carroll, what's her name? The the actress. Uh, oh, uh, Coral Brown. Is Coral Brown. Name. Yeah. Vera, yeah. She she was pretty She's huge. Um, yeah. The uh, well, imagine uh, your cast opposite like Rosalind Russell as Auntie Mamie. Like, like I guess I got to. I guess <laughs> yeah. I got to go big. I can't like. <laughs> Again, it, it every all of those peripheral characters to me just felt like that's how it would be if it was on stage. Right. You know, that character would laugh right. like, <laughs> you know, like so fake, um, but fun if it was theater and therefore in this overblown. So, yeah, big swings. I mean, uh, like an 8.5. 8.5. I'll go seven. Seven. Um, I'll go. I got to go eight for my beloved Gloria. 
true. Giving it a 7.83%, which is 0.83 points higher than the Apple. Not bad. All right, next game. Finally. Which is, how witchy is anti-mame? Mm. In a way, very, and then in another way, not at all, you know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's not, she's not, uh, she's, she's scheming. There's um, the guy who looks like Rasputin. Yeah, he does. In the very beginning. Right. An Orthodox priest. Yeah, um, he's kind of like, I when he, he showed up, I was like, is, is Rasputin in this movie? Um, yeah, <laughs> she knows Rasputin. I wouldn't be surprised if Rasputin was there. Or like That's Dr. Strange. One something. of her cocktail parties. Yeah. Um, uh, witchy, witchy. Um, it's not very. It's not very. Uh, There's a way in which she has sort of like a, like a fairy godmother energy. Yes. Yeah, she's like a white witch. Exactly. And, and manipulating sort of the chairs. A, yes. There's a yeah, bit of manipulation. Yeah. Literally pulling the strings. Pulling the strings. There <laughs> yeah. we go. Um, but she's also not like, you know, no one's. There's turn- no cauldron. Yeah. Right. There's no one's turning into a frog or dying or whatever. <laughs> so let's say six. Six. I'll go four. Four. John always tough in the witchy category. I'm going <laughs> to give it a four as well, giving it a 4.67. All right, next category. This one might be tough. Gay actors playing gay roles. Oh, dear. Well, there's um, just not enough yeah. information. There's not enough information. And luckily, enough gay people. Is, so if it, if it gets a zero, it doesn't suffer because of it. I can't. I mean, I, I even looked up a few because I sure. one of the one of the wheel categories I was considering was like uh, like gay references that only gay people get. You know, like, like things like <laughs> things that I would like never know words, but that you yeah. were like, well, that person was, you know, like um, poppers. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> things that like you got to know, have gay yeah. men in your life to get that reference, you know, something like that. Raise your B-sides. Yeah. Uh, I still, I'm very familiar. So you keep going. Oh, um, no, I'm not, I don't even know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> Erasure is, I tried to discover, isn't that them? Yes. That is, yes, very good. Um, I love Erasure. Suspiciously good. uh, (laughs) uh, Okay, man. Yeah. So, but then I didn't know anybody and nothing popped out. So, yeah, Yeah. I think it's a goose egg. Yeah, I'll go zero as well. Yeah, I got to go zero. Do better, Mervyn Leroy or whatever. What was his name? (laughs) Morton DaCosta. That's it. (laughs) It sounds right. Right. Yeah. All right. You might make up a lot of points here, though. Themes of mothers. Okay. Well, so, Auntie Mame becomes a mother. Definitely. She never has a child, but she is. A but she adopts Patrick. She, she adopts Patrick. She becomes a mother. So she is Auntie Mame, though. Um, right. The, uh, is Auntie M not? Whatever happened to Dorothy's parents? Do we ever find out? I don't think we do. They're somewhere over the rainbow, I guess. Yep. Mm. Um, dead. Is what they are. Um, <laughs> I mean, they probably um, are. So, hmm. yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty. It's sort of all about parenting and her choices on her discovering how to take care of this kid. And I kind of, I actually thought the arc was going to be her like not taking care of him and then right. figuring out that she needs to in order to like have a like about a boy or something. You know, right? right. She has um, that moment right at the beginning when it's like she's like tucking him in, like, "Oh, I'm not going." Like he's like, "Aren't you going out?" It's like, "No, I'm staying right here." Like, yeah, oh, that's nice. She and I thought plans. I thought she was saying that, and then she would still go right. out and get hammered. <laughs> and she no, she like steps into the role pretty immediately, she has her and then straight. and then pretty much dedicates her life. She she weeps when he gets shipped to boarding school because she wants him right. to stick around yeah. and, and not be you know 
corrupted as it were by traditional squares yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so uh i'm gonna say it's a it's out of 100 again we're back to 100, right? zero ten. to ten uh mothers yeah i mean i'm gonna go 10 10 yeah i'm gonna go seven because i do think like that is sort of her arc as part of it is just sort of like coming to terms with like how do i be a good mother but it's not Does huge it's arc? not front and center the musical i think actually makes that more of a thing for her mm. than the stage play but i do think that's something that's part of it of her trying to figure out how to become a mother because she's pretty good from the get-go and pretty much stays consistent throughout yeah mm -hmm. uh i'll give it a seven as well given an average of eight all right our next category pearl clutching mm-hmm <laughs> heard of it yep there's some fun stuff it, it it uh from i mean i if if you count uh mr babcock's reaction to stuff I think watching, then it yeah. starts early um yes and it, a lot of his like and and then it escalates really to the to the uh, wasps, to the, the parasites in the south, yeah. and then the ups and then yep. Patrick himself becomes a pearl clutcher and the greatest he betrayal does. of the entire film. And yet, he, we know he's going to come around, right? Um, he wrote the book. We hoped. He, uh, <laughs> yeah. So pearl, there's quite a bit, but but it's also not like. Um, well, when they see Mrs. No Dooch pregnant, like who is she? Like what's her? What? Who, yeah, where's God. her family? Like they can't yeah. imagine. Um. And it, and she herself is is uh, critical of herself. She can't believe that she's not being married. Um, I can't I'm imagine say, being interested in a pregnant woman's backstory. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Who's that? Who cares? Who cares? Um, <laughs> yeah, there is a so much going on here. That is the least of my. Yeah, concern. yeah. Who put these um, chairs in? These pneumatics. <laughs> How deep is this floor? Um, <laughs> The I'm gonna say uh, pro like a seven seven seven. I'm gonna say eight because I feel like so much of it is driven with her making people be like, "Main Dennis," mm. right? I'm gonna give it a nine because if this isn't high in pro, you know what is? That's true. Mm -hmm. um, give it an average of eight. All right, finally, I think you make up a lot of points here too. Quips, how quippy oh, yeah. is Auntie Mame? Really solid. In the clip Very category, quip category. Um, yeah, I mean the. I, I knew the when you're when you're from Pittsburgh, you have to do something line before <laughs> yeah. I saw the movie, um, and uh, and in in I've noted like a few of the special ones, and I when I was I googled them, and I was like, oh, they've been used all over the place. Like people reference them all the time. Like you're gonna turn Definitely. them into an Aryan from Darien, married off right. to a woman with braces on her brains. Uh, and I was like, that one's fun. Um, <laughs> did I get a mention? Mention you're exposed in the newspaper. Yes. <laughs> um, there were lots of good ones. Um, it's not overflowing, you know, it's not like a quip a minute, as it were, right? Um, but it's got some solid, iconic ones, like really even just life's a banquet, and most poor sons of bitches are starving to death is like, yep. That's huge. My favorite and is that you wouldn't twice, be losing so a daughter, you'd be gaining a patio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's the, just tons yeah. of what a what a seat. They kept talking about her her butt in the <laughs> oh right. In yeah. the in the horse riding stuff. Like mm -hmm. uh, they'd always do a thing when someone would say something, seat. you know, with like 
subtext, like something kind of racy, someone would say it and then like pause and like turn their head. Like, did I just hear what I think I mm -hmm. heard? <laughs> yeah. Very theatrical. Um, quippy. So uh, it, it's not, uh, the, the only uh, negative points are that it's not like, okay, we have a quota of uh, quip a minute, you know? Um, sure. So I'm going to, I'm going to say it's like in the eighties, um, 88. 8.8, .8, you want to say? You're still in 10. Zero to 10. Oh, 8.8. 8.8, that works. <laughs> no, I said 88. And heartbreaks. <laughs> I'm okay. going to go nine. I think it's pretty rat-a-tat. Yeah, I'll give it a nine. Give it an 8.93, which is about four points higher than 10 commandments when it comes to quips. Pretty, pretty good. good. Much quippier than the 10 commandments. All right. It is. Next not as group. Oil. Not less, lot less oil. All right. Yeah. Now we're into the iconic categories. So these are broader ranging Here categories. We go. Back to zero to 100. All right. So the first one on a scale of zero to 100, what are you going to rate anti maim in? Homoeroticism. Oh. That's tough. The homoeroticism, not so much. Homoerotic. Is there? There's hardly even heteroeroticism. Yeah. No, it's not a very erotic movie. Homo. I'm gonna say eight point eight out of a hundred, just because it's fun. You could say eight point eight. I'll go nine for this as well. I think if you're one of those queens who's really into like. Uh, interior design. This will give you a boner, but People that's like, about it. Could you say about any movie if you're into places? Sure. This will be erotic for you. But I think this. But the <laughs> that's homo design, erotic. Her house is her her apartment is done over eleven times in this movie. And that's homo erotic to you. For some people, I didn't say it was for me. I said for some people. <laughs> You're being very generous. Uh, I'm going to give it a three, giving it That's a six point okay. nine three. All right, next, over the top wardrobe. Okay, now we're onto something. Um, <laughs> Here we go. Pretty special. I pretty mean, constant. Let's talk about. Shout her. out to Ori Kelly. She right. she puts like it's not even a hat that she puts on, isn't it? Like a piece of. It's like a pillowcase or something, and she flips it inside out, puts it on her head, and then attaches an ornament, and then puts a cart, uh, cardinal, mm -hmm. on a dead cardinal, fake cardinal, onto the holly that she put on. I mean, she's literally putting a hat on a hat on a hat. Um, yeah, right. The uh, and yeah, her outfits are are really fun. Uh, there's loads of mink and loads of. I mean, she her friend leaves exits her apartment dragging a mint a mink behind her um uh, there's that one weird scene where like she's in bed and she wakes up and she puts on like a poofy shawl mm -hmm. just for to be in bed sure mm -hmm. well you can't um, be naked back then no. she also had like even her her eye mask when she was sleeping was like extra uh, People must have been doing laundry all the time back then they had so many clothes so many layers <laughs> I think they just didn't they didn't wash them I think they just put Ooh. tons of perfume on you know, and cologne and that, you know? <laughs> yeah, disgusting. Um, so uh, it's high, but again, it's sort of, it's still in like one lane. Like there there aren't like a variety of grand- You only outfits, get variety when they go know? to the South. When it's like a different exactly. era. And then there's like those sort of, you know, Southern big shoulder. But we do get her, because uh, as her apartment redecorates, so does her own aesthetic. Like her aesthetic yeah. changes to match. Changes with, She's always yeah. reinventing herself. 
it's it's high i just think it's just not all the way so sure. we're in hundreds right zero to 100 yes. 75 75 i'm going 95 i just think it's so just like one iconic look after the other uh i'll give it a 93 giving it an 87.67. And finally, the last of the iconic categories, Camp Factor. How campy Yay. is anti-mame? <laughs> Martini glass holder. Camp <laughs> you. Level camp. This is so campy. We are <laughs> getting cavities on s'mores. Um, <laughs> and I, I don't know. Ask me how campy it is. This is so campy. <laughs> how um, campy is it? We're playing spin the bottle for the first time. Behind the barn. That's um, pretty campy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we are, if you're me. Um, the, uh, okay. Yeah, 100%. 100. 100. 100. Yeah, this is a camp feast, this show. I'll give it 100 as well. This show. Um, I got a quick list. We've already mentioned a lot of it, but I edited those out. All right, here we go. Filming a movie in Technorama. The credit shoes by Delman. Unintentionally shaking hands with a monkey. A child making a cocktail. A school that has yogurt time. An actress getting upstaged by charm bracelets. Single-handedly closing a play. Macy's at Christmas. Dying on your honeymoon. Mrs. Gooch personifying the word bleak. A gold digger. Constantly taking big swings with your apartment decor. Judging your aunt for her peccadilloes. Realizing your beloved nephew has become a conservative. Giving your secretary a makeover. Asking a woman in a fully sequined jumpsuit and coat why she is isn't dressed. This line. Imagine anybody speaking French to a counterman at Terrible recipes from the ladies' home journal. Dumatically rising furniture. Drinks that light on fire. Shaming a pregnant woman. Mame titling her book Live, Live, Live. And finally, what's wrong with Muriel Puce? <laughs> um, so I think it's pretty uh, ding. Yeah, I think it's 100. Yeah. And I'm just tying it with the apple. Okay. Well, finally, we are into the crown jewels. Mm. So these were not rating. It's just we all agreed either gets it or it doesn't. Right. All right. So the first one, a 15% bonus of mm -hmm. all the points, 15% bump for a positive portrayal of homosexuality. Uh, it doesn't get it. No, I don't. I think that's fair. No, it's so. It feels one of those things where like it's so close because if it's if you're talking about like a positive portrayal of like alternative lifestyle, I feel yep. like you would get it. But sure. it's. But I agree That's, that it again, doesn't. it's it's like all stand-in, like bohemian yeah. <laughs> sort of generic bohemian lifestyle, right. you know. Mm -hmm. But it would not, take yeah. them about forty years before they would even. <laughs> yeah. the we're still about forty True. years away. Um, finally, negative fifty percent of all the points. If this is the movie Boat Trip, this is not the movie Boat Trip, so it will not lose fifty percent of its points. Yay! All right. Yay! Boo. So that's it. We've came to the end. That's so do you still think, are you still, now that we've gone through it, you're still thinking top 20? Oh, it's hard to know. It really, like, I, <laughs> I, I need a, uh, I've been keeping a spreadsheet of my own over the last uh, 94 <laughs> episodes of your show. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> there was a thought I did consider. How many episodes can I crush to see if I can gauge where this is going <laughs> to I was like, no, it's not going to um, Still in the top 20. Uh, yeah, I think I think we're in, in okay shape to be in the top 20. 
All right, okay. well, I will tell you exactly how you did. Out of a total possible 2,654.27 points, Auntie Mame has scored 1,894.20, giving it a percentage of 71.36%, making it the 22nd gayest oh, oh. movie ever. <laughs> Not as gay as Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, but gayer than 300. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's that nice. makes sense. Yes, it's it's sort of nice to hear that an old Hollywood uh, romp <laughs> will outscore <laughs> three hundred because it's so much more watchable, isn't it, than three hundred? I think so. I don't know. I think three hundred is very watchable <laughs> in terms of just the bodies on display. Like that is not. I mean, it's a different. It's a different. It's a different space, experience. Definitely. I mean, it's you're not even using your head. But like yeah. the different 300 has 71.24. Anti Mame has 71.36. So there's only a 0.12%. Very close. Difference. Uh, the science. And Sergeant Pepper is 71.46. So it's all very, they're in the 71s percentile. Mm -hmm. It does sort of, does it feel like appropriately rated to you? I think because there's absolutely no homoeroticism. Because yeah. there's no homoeroticism. Yes. That's the thing if it had a gay character. Yeah, it would. Yeah, those are all the the categories that that dropped it. But it it also is like one of those movies that's just like, you know, it's a that's theory a movie. movie that's like yeah. about all, an old Hollywood big costumes and you know the overdone Absolutely. sets and everything. And then to be right next to three hundred, which is very gay for like totally different reasons. Yes, you know exactly. Um, <laughs> it's kind of fun. It feels like yeah, that's appropriately ranked. Um, <laughs> you know, it's not the apple. It's not Bride of Frankenstein. It's not uh, female it's, trouble. You know, no, no, they they they're a lot hornier. You can't be just campy yeah, and have great clothes, right? Yep. Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> You've learned this now. You've yeah, learned so, that. you know, it takes. Sometimes we're all on our own journey. <laughs> I stopped going to Old Navy. Too boxy, <laughs> I realize. Well done. Not flattering for anyone. And you weren't saving any money because you have no. to throw them away after six throw months. Throw falls apart. Yeah. The only thing you should buy at Old Navy are flip-flops. I agree. Actually, sometimes I would go to Old Navy on my way to an audition when I was like, oh, crap, I need a pink shirt. <laughs> and I, <feel laughs> like, I got to stop there real quick. And $9.99 later, I'm yeah. at the audition. <laughs> dressed appropriately <laughs> well nate thank you so Such much for doing this i'm glad you came to play is there anything you like to plug promote or shill for at this time sure I'd just give a shout out to my podcast uh what's that from check it out on uh podcast places and um that is it unless uh uh john's book ever comes out i have a uh, i mentioned in it oh <laughs> keep an eye out okay <laughs> we got ourselves a zealot over here <laughs> thank you so much what a delight thank you for having me and we'll be, we'll be right, right back, back. We're back. That was delightful. That was delightful. <laughs> Are you? Do you think? Did you think it was going to score higher? I mean, it's the it's what we said before that it's a classic case of there's certain things about it that are so iconic and so like you really got to do okay. well in those three categories. But it, it lacks certain things. It's got to look great. Right. Completely absent. Yeah. Right. It's got to have a fun spirit, and you got to have gay characters. You got to have a. Fun, I mean, true of your life too. I'm. It's yes. If there, have we learned nothing from Tu Wong Fu? You gotta have gays in your life. <laughs>
Can I be honest though? Too long foo? Too long foo. Ooh. That's what I say. Okay. <laughs> wow. Wow, that's a masterful Don't you take. think it's a little slow? I saw it when it came out and was like, that's cute. And I haven't seen it again since. Where's that musical? I'm sure it exists somewhere. Someone must have done it. Someone's working on it. I'm sure it's being workshopped as we speak. Uh, speaking of being workshopped, we got an email from one of our listeners, Juliana, and they write Ten Commandments. Yay. Oh. And they write way back in the 1900s when I was a student, my friend and I began, my friends and I began an annual tradition of watching and commenting on the Ten Commandments, doing very much the same process you two do every week. Of course, we were not armed with an elaborate and Byzantine rating system with the spreadsheet. We did have a great love for the overblown badness that is this extravaganza. Over the years, our snacks for the afternoon of viewing, let's face it, the whole sun, it's the whole Sunday. They become more elaborate, finally peaking with marshmallow peep versions of each character. I still have the peeps. Turns out peeps don't decay. They just become harder and harder wow. over time. Wow. Did you know that about peeps? No, but I would have guessed. I've never been a big pee person for some reason. I don't enjoy them. Anyway, uh, back to the email. There's almost, there is in almost every scene of the first hour, a tableau of terribly stilted acting and fabulousness that should take your scores to 100 and costumes, entrances, over the top performances and camp. A few highlights. Firstly, John Derrick wears a cock ring across his chest and gets whipped by Vincent Price. We notice that. Cedric Hardwick minces, Vincent Price purrs, and Ann Baxter and Yul Brenner flounce, pose, and repeat their lines slowly for hours. They chew them. They take the words out of their mouths like wadded up gum, look at them, shrug, and resume chewing. It's going to be a two old queens blowout. I hope you are prepared. I cannot wait to hear next week's show. Wow. So we know this was sent to. Uh, I think the movie is so satisfying to view through an ironic lens precisely because it was meant to be so definitive, so scholarly. Plus, Cecil B. DeMille just pretty much remade his own silent movie, barely bothering to change title cards to dialogue. Anyway, it's so bad, it's great. Hint for me, only one of two interesting things happen after the exodus, so if you need to fast forward to the end from there, you're fine. And thank you for choosing Ten Commandments for doing this weekly podcast. It is a true treasure I found last year about this time during the lockdown and has been so, jo and has been so joyful ever since. Heart, heart, heart. Thank you, Julia. Thank you. I love what the passion. Lovely... Have you ever done like a themed, like, oh, we're watching this movie and I made a theme snack? I don't know if I, oh, well, not a movie, but once for uh, the season finale, one season of Drag Race, I had people over and I made three different flavors of ice cream. You made what the was ice cream? The... I did. I used an ice cream maker and I made three different John. flavors of ice cream. One was for Violet Chachki. One was for, what, what was, was it? Like Violet, Violet Chachki? Sort of like... No, it was like a blueberry. That was more of like the sorbet. I see. Uh, Pearl was one of the other ones. So Pearl's was like a stoner thing. It was just like vanilla with a whole lot of candy in it. So it was like a whole lot of munchies. Sure. The other one I want to say was like a honey. Oh, they're more like thematic. It was thematic for the three finalists. I used to be so into Pearl, just like as a boy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he was like so dreamy. It's still maybe for me, maybe the dreamiest. Uh, the, the trade of this of the series, yes, of the total in total, he is like the Danny in New Orleans is to real world as Pearl of whatever season that was. Yeah, I want to say seven, but I could be wrong. I'm sure someone will know. correct us if we get. Let us know. You can email us at two old queens t w o old queens at gmail dot com. You follow us on Twitter and Instagram at two old queens t w o old queens. Follow me on Letterbox where I maintain the current rankings. Yes, also we have merch. So if you want to support the show, if you go over to Tee Public and search for Two Old Queens, there's a lot of fun stuff you can buy, all different sorts of uh, knickknacks and tchotchkes and great fun images. And a percentage of all the profits go to help the Okra Project. So you're not just buying merch, you're helping people out. And also finally we have a Patreon. It's Two Old Queens, the retirement plan. So it's another episode 
like this every week in your feed. <laughs> but there's like this. There's these. Oh, it's like this, not identical to this. We do. There's like we'll do franchises. Yes, exactly. We'll do whodunits. <laughs> Dolly Parton movies. Thank you. Cinematic Sondheim, you know. Thank you. And we're about to swing into summer with our <gasps> Spider-Man series. Oh, I see what you did there. There you Thwip, go. Whip. Mm-hmm. Whip side story. I <laughs> <sighs> oh, love this mashup. Yeah, so check all that out if you want us to help support the podcast. We really appreciate that. We'll be back next week. We don't know what the movie is, but oh, that's okay. we'll let you know ahead of time. Exactly. All right. We'll see you next time. Stay safe, everybody. Goodbye. Now it's time for credits. We got music by Danny Cohen. Artwork by Connie Shin. And special thanks to Alex Archer and Mike Rennie. Bye. Bye. We didn't get that right. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.